no, I can hear you, but I'm just, I'm putting sugar in the coffee. Your mic went all squirrely. Or yeah, is it? Un- yeah, yeah. I unplugged it to do this. Um, yeah, they asked me. Have you ever done a the like personality assessment for a job? No, I don't think so. So, my last job, they had people do it, or they they kind of recommend it. They're just like everybody should do it because. Um, it's more like, oh, you can kind of learn about yourself or whatever, um, as the 15th fire truck comes by my apartment. This is insane. Something might actually be on fire outside. Um, but my last job, they basically said like, oh, it's a, it's a way to kind of like learn about yourself. So go ahead and like do it. And I never did. Uh, but this, like job interview or this potential job opportunity they want people to having a take the personality assessment and then send it in so i guess i don't know if it, if they use it as like a way to kind of like um like segregate how they are uh like how they hire people so it could be like well mark you know he's He's a personality type that doesn't like to talk to other people, so we're obviously <laughs> not going to hire him. But they right. they could they could use that as like cover for um, other shit where there's just like, well, we wouldn't want to hire him, um, but in order for us legally to be covered by it, we're just going to say his personality is not uh, what we're looking for, which is why we're refusing him the job, even though he's qualified. Mm-hmm. But why would anybody be, I guess we could start because this is interesting. Yeah, I, I am already recording. Oh, you are? Yeah, people okay. are just hearing you uh, putz around in your, <laughs> your kitchen. <laughs> okay, then I won't just, even plug the good mic in because then. No, you could plug it in. I'll just, we can just pause for a second when you do. But um, no, because it, it, the personality assessment thing is, this is my opinion on that kind of stuff and I kind of hold it to most surveys like since I was a kid I don't think I've ever answered a survey like honestly I've always just right, like right that's po- what I was going to say is I can't like cuz you know what the right answer is I have done yes. like a when I was um like 15 or something applying for like retail jobs at like yes. Best Buy or something like that if yes. that's what you're talking about then it would be like a big questionnaire um and, and it's speed uh, yeah, based. like you, you know what the right answer is. It's like if one of the questions in, in that thing that's like kind of interesting is like, what would you do if you caught a, a coworker stealing or something right. like that? And it's like, well, I, I don't know what I would do in real life, but I know the answer <laughs> that they're looking for. Right. And it, I guess in my mind, and maybe in most people's mind, it kind of invalidates the purpose of it because it's supposed to, I suppose, like weed out the people who would be like, eh, it's totally fine if they do, if they steal from the company or whatever. And, but I think in reality, you're right. Most people would be like, well, I know the answer is not to let your coworkers steal money from the company you work at. So it's right. kind of like, but what if what that is- coworker is like uh, a good friend? Yeah, exactly. Well, I was gonna say hot, but I don't know. 
<laughs> I didn't want Yo, to. What if, what if your coworker's hot and you want to fuck, but also they're not stealing that much money and, and most of it is like, would be replaced, the, that the business wouldn't even find out. What would you, what you do? W-I-D, what are you doing? Yeah. But, but you're right. Like, what's interesting about those, like, things, those, like, um, I don't know, like, what would you do in this situation questions is there's, it takes and removes the contacts out of that situation. It just makes it a very black and white, almost like um, it was like a 50s movie that has, like, such a, such a, like, narrow scope of the story and the good and evil characters that you're just like, well, obviously I'm going to go with, with this character because they're righteous and all that stuff and they have no flaws. And the evil person is like, you know, terrible and is like hurting people and innocent people and all that stuff. And you're like, well, yeah, the, the, the answer is very obvious. And I, I remember that cause I, I had taken like a Best Buy survey when I was in like high school doing the same thing where it's like, shout out have, to Best Buy. Shout out to Best Buy, where you have like 40 seconds to answer this question. And I guess the thought is that the quicker you answer, the more correct or the like, I don't know, something where it's like the faster you answer, the better it is because it's like you came to that question. It's like closer to how you feel because it's like, oh, this is what I would do immediately. I wouldn't have to like think about it, which is weird as well. Right. Um, but I think the the at least the personality assessment it's based on like whatever the bullshit like INTFG AB thing or whatever where it's like you know you're intuitive and this and that and it's like I guess that's could be useful in a, in certain environments but that's also assuming that the person taking the test is telling the truth and in those scenarios right. are they ask more personal questions like if you go to a if you go to a party, are you somebody who's going to like start talking to other people that you don't know? Or um, are you somebody who's very organized? So it's like the questions could be, there aren't necessarily a right answer, like objectively. It's not like, is your hot coworker stealing from your company that's illegal? <laughs> it's more like, um, you know, do you like brunettes? And it's just like, well, there's no wrong answer to that, but you could say no, or you could say yes. And that answer kind of, paints a broader picture of you mm -hmm. and they do ask the same question reworded multiple yes. times and i think that's so they I, I don't know how like what they get a return from that if it like what if it's like percentages or, or like a pie right. chart or something I, I bet it's a pie chart but it's definitely a pie chart <laughs> uh a so they want to see scale. like consistency i guess uh in your answers yeah, I guess you're right. That that is one way that they can kind of, um, and that's how they would deter make their determination. Yeah. They would weed out the kind of like false answers or the ones that people are just kind of answering but not really putting thought into. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right because most surveys, maybe they've gotten better at surveys, and I just haven't really taken them, or I just flat out ignore <laughs> them when it's just like, hey, you mind taking a survey? And usually surveys are you know, one to five, good, good, bad, unsatisfactory kind of thing or whatever. And it's pretty straightforward. Um, do you ever do the, I noticed them at like the airport where it's just like rate our cleanliness and it's like a smiley face and a, a, and a frowny face. I, I've never done that unless it was like, I guess if it was really bad, 
I might have done a frowny face. I don't think I've done that. Um, hmm. But that, isn't that also a circumstance? I, oh, I have done it for like if I have a really good uh, like customer service experience, yeah. like somebody. But also, I don't like the ones that it it would be for like a like a local business. Like, say I bought right. I don't know, like flowers or something from like a book a Brooklyn flower shop or whatever. Uh, I don't know write something good on like their Yelp or, or whatever. Yeah. But the ones when you get off the phone after like a half hour with Time Warner or something and they're like, and <laughs> please uh, stay on the line to review this, uh, review my uh, my work or something like that. Right. You know what I'm talking about? When like, the operator, when the person who helped you asks you to stay, and then I'm like, click. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to do that. Well, also, I guess there are two things about that. Like, I think most people are more inclined to write a negative review because it like so adversely affects them that they're like, I have mm. to vent. And one way to vent is to just be like, you know, trash them. I mean, I've, I've definitely done that, but I, I feel like the positive review is really dependent on how easy it is to leave the review or the survey. Like, uh, unlike your circumstance where you're saying like, oh, you bought flowers from the shop and maybe they took the time or you just had a really good connection. Like, I feel like those are so much more rare instances to then to only like write positive reviews. Cause then you might only write one or two. Whereas I think most people, if they're like, wow, they didn't spit in my food and it was on time. So I'm just going to give them five stars. Um, yeah. but you're right. Kind of going back to like the pie chart thing where it's like, there has to be a way that they're kind of a, like, analyzing this I, I do this when I like look at reviews for products that I want to buy or restaurants that I want to go to I look at the negative reviews and I see what they're negative about if I go to a restaurant I kind of do that too and if yeah. they're like but if they're outweighed yeah well well what is your yeah what is your thought on the, on that well I, I would I'll, I'll go to the the restaurant like a Yelp page or something or whatever and I'll see what the consistent like negative reviews are. So if it's if a lot of the negative reviews, which more often than not, they have something to do with like delivery, where it's like my delivery was yes. late or it was smushed or whatever. Food was cold, yeah. Yeah, that kind of has nothing to do with me going to sit down at a restaurant to eat. So I don't, I I wouldn't necessarily take those as seriously as like um, the chicken is like really dry or it's like the food came out cold we were waiting at our table for an hour you know those kind of things i'd be like all right whereas if i was going to order delivery from them i'd be like all right maybe at least i'm knowledgeable going into this that like the food might not be in the best state given the reviews of their delivery service so you kind of mix and match a little bit mm -hmm. what do you do like with the reviews do you because i don't understand people are like i only look at the positive reviews because it's like it's so subjective yeah, I I usually uh, make a decision for myself if their review is rational or not. Because a lot of times you'll see people <laughs> who are like completely ridiculous about their expectations. And then yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Amazon is is also like that. Where I, I don't. Sometimes people get so personal in reviews, oh and that's God. I think my favorite thing. Where like I looked at a review, this is sort of unrelated, but I looked at a review on Amazon for like a coffee mug once mm -hmm. and there like somebody 
wrote a review that involved them talking about their divorce <laughs> for oh some reason. <laughs> it was yeah. like uh, this this mug was great to have after like or or <laughs> I think it was like a a Star Trek mug or something. And I think the guy was like, uh, I I lost all my Star Trek stuff uh, Star Trek stuff in the divorce. Wow. And so it was really nice to find this mug. <laughs> oh my god. And no, it was sincere. It wasn't somebody right. doing a joke. No, that that is, I I do love that, and and especially, some, I, I I definitely do this thing where let's say you, I've done a lot of research on something that I'm gonna buy like a gadget or whatever, or I'm looking at power tools right now because I I want I need to buy a jigsaw, and once you kind of settle on something and you're like all right this is the thing i'm gonna buy this is you know the place i'm gonna buy it at sometimes i will go through the reviews just to see the positive reviews of like how people use it for example like if i bought like uh um like measuring tape or whatever and i go to the review <laughs> section and it's just like Oh yeah, I was building my son uh, a tree fort or whatever, and uh, I needed a measuring tape. And all the other ones are 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 gone because uh, my other son took it to his college. I don't know what he needs at a college. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why are we hearing the story about <laughs> yeah. your family and all this stuff? Um, I found a chart uh, on my son's <laughs> wall measuring. Uh, I don't know what it was measuring, but uh. yeah, the the tangents are the best and. I guess I feel like the best kind of tangents are for the best for like the smallest or even minutia things because well recipes the, recipes have become that online yeah, where sure. you'll be looking up a recipe for like a <laughs> stew or something and it'll open with yes. like when I woke up this morning <laughs> or you know uh yeah uh the shade talking about the shade of paint on your shed it's like yeah okay get to the beef man i want to my dead beat my deadbeat husband wanted meatloaf uh last night and i told him i didn't have it so i went to the store and i got it just to shut him up and he enjoyed it so thanks five stars <laughs> no you're right like the I don't, and i don't know what that is like people trying say... it's like a mixture of a blog and a recipe like they're trying yeah. to spice it up a bit i i, I guess there is some aspect of it like you could say oh it's like certain generations will kind of do this more than others like people would say older generations uh might leave reviews that are a little bit more like that but i think i don't think that's true because i think it's it's maybe more of a certain type of person that feels that uh, adding backstory or context to this will make the recipe or the purchase or you know the the food or whatever feel better and uh like make this circumstance uh better for the person who's reading it and i, I think that. Yeah. in their mind they're probably like i'm genuinely helping someone out and i think majority of people are just like yeah this is a great uh measuring tape and it's simple and other people are just like you know, when I was 19, they made measuring tapes out of wood with little like cuts and and this and they have to get into this expository. And it hurt kind of... you when you measured yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best is the simpler and and kind of like this is either well made or not well made. Like um like if you get a uh, like a review on like pens or something it's just like here's like a pack five pack of pens. And it's just yeah. like, all right, it's pens. 
you could review it. Obviously, it's either going to write or it's not going to write. So then the, what is the review about? Is the review about, oh, well, you know, the it's a little sharp on the cap so i didn't like that yeah. or like the it, clicking this, this it's cap, not clicking the cap is it's too hard for me to chew <laughs> yeah exactly or I it's just like i can't chew on the cap like i normally do so don't the, buy don't <laughs> buy these ones if you're if you have a nervous gross habit of putting by your pens utensils in your mouth <laughs> or it's like uh the the one bad review is just like i bought these pens and i started using it cuz i needed it for work and it exploded <laughs> on my hand i'll never buy big yeah. pens ever again it's just like okay you got a bad batch it's <laughs> bad. you got a bad batch sorry yeah. bro you can't you can't let one pen spoil the pack right isn't that what the, they say or the brand you just, yeah this, they would just be like no i'm never buying a big pen ever again in my life because well uh, good luck because they've got the the market corner well they, it's them and papermate yeah, so exactly. it's a full-on war between them and papermate your singular boycott isn't going to do shit for their bottom line. In fact, it might help them because people are like, hey, I kind of want a exploding pen. Let me pick up one of these, yeah. these things. I'm going to prank. I'm George Clooney. I want to prank everybody. <laughs> George Clooney, famous for his, plan his Fam pranks. Famous and for his planks. pranks. And his planks. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't look like that without doing a lot of planks in your life. Of course, yeah. Do you think he does planks on his face? No, a face is too precious. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I think he he puts on. Uh, I think he was wearing those face shields before COVID, just oh, to yeah. protect his face. He he was he was definitely. Do you think he has his face insured? You know, like oh, uh, I don't know. Like boxers will maybe have like their hands insured, or, or like athletes or famous people will have certain parts of their body that is like critical to their business insured, just in case something yeah. bad happens. Whereas, if George Clooney was like a dog face. Would that ruin his career? So you're saying, it, what part of him is good actor, and what part of him is handsome? He's just man? a handsome, handsome man. Because I think he, he, he. To me, he's like the quintessential like throwback Hollywood actor in the sense of like he is good looks with talent, but it's hard to draw the line of where the talent ends and where the good looks starts kind of thing. It's well, like, that's what makes him a, a desirable actor. Well, it's right? a classic, but I would, to me, I think it's a hindrance because it's like, how do we really know how good of an actor he is? I mean, I guess Leonardo DiCaprio is like a good example of like, here's someone who is like handsome and is well known, but is also talented, but has never, I guess was appreciated for that talent until he like grew a beard and was like thrown around by a bear in the revenant and then people are like wow he's a really good actor he didn't even care what he looked like that's like yeah de niro Raging well i guess Bull. it would be like superhero like cludy was in batman right i mean he's yeah. the chin is like a defining feature so that doesn't really count yeah but if you and put and too. who knows if they're really in the suits that's what I wonder is like who, oh, you know, no, is Ben Affleck <clears throat> walking around in that Batman suit or is he just there for like the close-ups? The close-ups, probably yeah. just the close-ups. No, I, it's... The takeaway, yeah, we should, they should uh, do like a masked singer thing. It'll be a, a masked actor and then some of them will be like uh, yeah. average looking character actors and other ones will be <laughs> uh, A-list, handsome men and women. It, and it's only... This is a I, good. This is 
not any worse than than any other uh competition show so i don't know oh absolutely this i feel like i I don't think we're very i don't think we're very far away from a tv show that is who would you who would you fuck who's a hot who is hot i mean i know that's like the premise of a lot of those reality shows and dating shows is underlying beneath the like finding love and all that other bullshit that they want to do underneath it all is like who's hot who 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 yeah. wants to who wants to get down you know and, i don't i know we talked about the bachelor yeah <laughs> the bachelor at, at length but uh oh we there's an update by the way on this, this is an important update on the bachelor yeah and now an update from uh of, from the bachelorette by Mark Yowell. The first black bachelorette replaced the white one after. She... <laughs> no, but that's amazing. Yeah, they. No, you're right. It only took them to replace. It's that's insane. Wait, they but, already uh, had a black bachelorette though, right? I don't think so. I thought they did. Am I crazy? Did they say they were going to do it and then did not do it? I thought she was the one. This one, Tasha. Yeah. Um, Who loves Tasha a lot? You, you watch the island. Yeah, I love Tasha. Tasha's the... great. I want to see if there's a list of Bachelor con- contestants. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they've had black contestants before, but I don't think they've had. No, yeah, yeah. Like the main. Because the main, the main ones are always like uh, borderline MAGA. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? You never, their families. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't talk about it on the show. But you, when they go home, uh, right. what do they call that again? When they meet the family, it's something dumb. Home, uh, hometowns or something. Hometowns. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. And then they go Some dumb shit. Visit, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, good for them for being thirty years too late or whatever. But right, of um, course. But that's the news. Yeah, that's... and I forgot how I. Um, Oh, it was just, like, cause I don't think any of those guys are attractive. I don't know about you, but I s- see a bunch of weird looking, like, you know, when somebody is like, look, let's take like Aaron Judge, for example. He is like a model, right? But I don't think he's attractive. Aaron Judge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, we should just preface this whole thing by saying subjective, like subjectively, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard to make objective uh, statements on who you find attractive and not attractive because there is such a. I I don't know if you've ever seen that clip of uh, those two like morning news like anchors or whatever, and they're just like Kate Middleton was voted as the most attractive uh, uh, person or like has the has like the best looks or whatever. And it's two white anchors, and then on the outside of them is two black anchors, and the and <laughs> the video is just them, and they're zooming in, and they're looking at the camera, being like, "What the fuck? I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's true. I don't think that's true." Um, by the way, there was also there was a black uh, bachelorette, um, Rachel Lindsay, and that was the thirteenth season. What year? Oh, that was a long time ago. Um, was it like a couple? Wait, what of se- season? Couple- I- we're Aren't we in like season twenty something? Sixteen. It was like oh, that's it. A couple of years ago, yeah. Well, um, maybe I read an old article. <laughs> I think you did. Um, but I think like athletes, it's it's kind of a 
it's the same thing with the George Clooney thing, where it's just like, how much is uh, is their attractiveness because of their talent uh, in the sport versus just, you know, them on their looks? Like, if you saw Aaron Judge and he wasn't, you know, someone who looks like he was cut from a slab of marble and he was just some schlub making you a Subway sandwich, would you think of him as th- that more attractive just because he's handsome or even though he works at subway isn't that the the whole premise of the dude who got arrested and his mugshot was like really hot jared is that his name wait ja- no jared from subway no not subway you, well, you mentioned subway and then you mentioned arrested <laughs> right, i don't right. know where your mind goes but no. there was this there was this guy who was like arrested in los angeles he was uh for like some gang activity things and he did a mugshot, and he is like this handsome, like um, biracial guy or whatever, with like blue eyes. And people are just like, "Whoa, he's really attractive," even though he's a criminal. And then I mm-hmm. guess after being released on parole or whatever, he started modeling. So I guess. Oh wow. You have to be like that attractive to be like to supersede a negative thing. Well, was I mean. Which was the attractive serial killer? Wasn't there one that was like that the guess, ladies loved? I guess Bundy was one of what yeah. is that guy. Um, but it didn't help him. No, I mean, I, I maybe that's the way to think of it. Instead of being like, "Oh, George Clooney is so attractive," uh, would, you, would George talent. Clooney get off of a murder case exactly. because of how handsome he is? Yes, or would people kind of look the other way and just be like, "Yeah, but he's so hot," even though he like. Uh, drowned all of those party goers on his yacht. Hmm. Like well, I, I, I think I that might land more on the on like how attractive this person is is to see how people would would kind of react. And I mean that's what we say about like rich people is just like oh we only give them preferential treatment because they we know they got a lot of money, and yeah. it's just like attractiveness depending on what you find attractive also matters in that. You know regard to how many times have you been like this ugly motherfucker shouldn't be treating me like this but then if an attractive person does the same thing you're just like yeah i mean it, it happens shit mm-hmm. happens I, I, yeah i, I guess so i don't think i've ever been like, <laughs> oh you're very attractive is, i'm just this, gonna let you slide on your bullshit <laughs> uh no more of the opposite i've never like Oh, this person's ugly. Why are they telling me what? To, that's like <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, that's I, like a, a junior high. Yeah, oh, uh, for sure. yeah, like a junior high girl's like, uh, which like crushes another girl at a sleepover. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm think I'm thinking more in the context of like. Why does a Jennifer get to go first? Thing. She's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I talked no, over. What did you say? No, I was saying I I, I think that might apply sometimes in in uh, relationships or dating where you feel like you're 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 dating up or you're dating down cuz like oh, yeah i i don't know you mean like know. when you've seen a couple on a subway and it's there's uh <laughs> there's that thought of like that guy is so short and so <laughs> nerdy how could he yeah how could he yeah. meet this person and and, and again it could be i've seen it i've seen it with both with like two guys and a guy and a girl where like oh, of one course, yeah. is just way more attractive like the I, I, yeah 
I don't know. Personality. That's what it is. People are. Or money or whatever. Like, again. Well, that's, I, it, that's cynical, I guess, to think like, oh, he must have money. I mean, it, it's cynical, but there's a reality to that. Where I mean, Anna Nicole Smith didn't marry that old yeah. fuck because well, I he mean, was attractive. Now if there's like, if there's a 25 year old and then an 80 year old, then it's not like. Yeah, but she, well, she said she loved real... him. Are we supposed to believe yeah. her because she said she really loved that old oil baron who had billions of dollars who was going to die in two years? I mean, that's kind of like you kind of use your own logic to it where it's just like, all right, if they're both 25 and he's way more attractive than she is, you know, maybe there is a ulterior motive. And I think you're right. There is a cynical nature to that. But I think the cynicism comes from a place of like, We've seen too many examples of people making what they would term, you know, in sports of like, I don't want to hurt myself, but uh, so I'm not going to do this thing, but business decisions. And and I, I think we would all like to believe that all romantic relationships are based on romance and not mm-hmm. anything else. But I think the reality is that like sometimes it's maybe a little bit of both sometimes it's more you know business than romance or whatever and i think the, the dangerous part is when you start to come into the like i'm duping this person thinking that it's a romantic relationship yeah. but it's actually a business decision quote unquote i bet that guy knew though right I, but again you never know because we watch plenty of these shows where it's just like you're on TV. How could you be such a fucking dope and expect this person to be into you or not be into you, right? So there is mm-hmm. a sense of like, oh yeah, obviously that old fuck who had billions of dollars and uh, met this like young hot blonde. Uh, obviously he knew what she was all about, and it's just like maybe or maybe he really thought. And really believed that Anna Nicole Smith was like really into him, and the money was just like, like, yeah, it was part of it, but it's not the whole thing. He thought he probably thought the ratio was like, she's into me eighty percent because of who I am and my personality, <laughs> and twenty percent because of the billions of dollars that I have, and that could be true. It also could not be true, but I don't know. I guess it goes to how, how much do you believe the person when they say, no, I really married for love or not i don't know hmm. it reminds me of a scene in the show lost uh where yes. um hurley wins the lottery but he right. doesn't turn in the lottery ticket immediately he first asks out a girl that he likes to see if she'll say yes before everything changes when he has yep. the money so he knows that she's gonna date him for him and not for the money damn lost so uh, everybody do that yeah one of the uh quintessential morality plays you got to do you got to yeah. test them cuz that's what the relationship's all about is just testing them you know would you would you yeah. would you fuck with me if before i had the money oh gotcha i won a lottery you actually have a lot of money as if that wouldn't change how they felt about that person like well, DJ even though Quails i love you. Kind, didn't dj quails kind of like he was like what the hell man because right it changes the dynamic yeah i mean it kind of to kind of wrap it back up to george clooney you remember how there was a time where he was like um going out with the like a a waitress like he had met a waitress at a restaurant 
and he started dating mm-hmm. her. And this is like famous George Clooney, um, not like pre-ER George Clooney. And it, it's like, here's this, you know, handsome guy who's been single and date around, but he's never really settled down. And he meets this like waitress. And I think a lot of people were just kind of enamored by that fact because they're like, oh, George Clooney is like a regular person because he could fall in love or or be in a relationship with someone who's not also famous and rich. And it didn't work, but and we don't know exactly why it didn't work, but I think there is something to that fact where it's like, if I'm a rich billionaire oil oil baron, the people who are only going to understand me is the people who are also in that lifestyle. And the people who aren't in that lifestyle, there's probably some hesitation like you're saying to get into relationships with them because you're like, well, they might just want access into this lifestyle and not be interested in me. Mm-hmm. So it's, so it's almost like well, doomed, you know, say, say you were like, say you were uh, a waiter and then like, who's someone you like, like uh, someone I like, um, yeah. like, like, like Demi a, Moore or something. Do you yeah, like Demi, Demi Moore? <laughs> Demi Moore fresh out of GI Jane. <laughs> hair shaved oh, okay. off i see i see and so just we're going, like we're going back yeah when you were yeah. like seven years old or something <laughs> and and she comes up to you you're seven and she goes i want to adopt you i'd be like uh, bitch who the fuck are you i've never seen this movie that you're in that you say you shaved your head for yeah um, oh i, I thought I, you I, were she had... uh, <laughs> let's, Sna- let's... Sh- o'connor like I would fucking know who either of those women are at seven years old. Uh, so she adopts me. I'm assuming I'm an orphan. She's not just taking me away from my parents. <laughs> well, we we changed it when you said it. It got it got a switcheroo when you said GI Jane. But okay, yeah. So no, she yeah, yeah. she walks no, up to you not... and she says, "Yeah." She settles um, the check and she says, "By the way, my name is Demi Moore," and you're like. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, oh my god, that was so funny. I was, I'm and like, then, duh. You, you yeah. used to be married to my favorite actor, Bruce Willis. <laughs> and she goes, well, I was just wondering if you wanted to maybe uh, get a drink now. And then, yeah. so what would you think? So this is the, uh, this is like, I'm putting you in the perspective of Clooney's waitress and right. him asking her out. Because that's got to be like absolutely. jarring, right? Because presumably person, the biggest movie star, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Here's the thing: I'm a broke motherfucker. I would say yes to it in a in a heartbeat. Even if Demi Moore was like a, you know, third string D TV actor who was like, "Hey, uh, you want to get a coffee or a drink?" I'd be like, "Yes," but again, that does not mean that we're going to be in a relationship that doesn't mean anything else like i would treat it like i would treat any other situation where i would be like um i would take it step by step and i wouldn't i guess it would kind of be hard to not kind of think about like you know flying on the private jet with Demi Moore to hawaii with her extended family and hanging out with bruce willis and (laughs) and you know just living that lifestyle I, i i understand i think that would be and maybe where a lot of those relationships could potentially go wrong is you, you're you're intoxicated by the op, by the possibility of changing your life basically, right? Just yeah, through this you romantic encounter, yeah. right? 
and Tom Arnold, the Tom Arnold, uh... the Tom Arnold effect, and and he's yeah. not the only one. The uh, um, Britney Spears's uh, boo, who was the dancer. Oh, yeah, K K Fed, K Fed, Kevin Federline. I, I there are countless examples, but I think it would be it would be weird because you have two two things you have to contend with, right? You have the actual relationship with this person, whatever it may be, and then you have like the reality of your old life, your broke boy life, your life before you met this person that you also have to contend with. That means like friends and family and work and all that stuff also have to kind of look, that changes as well. So it's like, once you cross that line, I don't know, can you ever go backwards? Can you ever go back across that line? Back to the life where he's like, um, oh, have you, you ever know, been dumped before? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's different being dumped by someone uh, not famous versus like Demi Moore being like, you know, it didn't really work. And it's just like, now it's you, Mark, at Best Buy, like scanning uh, Apple watches for someone. And they're yeah. like, wait, didn't you used to uh, be in a relationship with Demi Moore? And it's like, yeah, man, I mean, what do you want from me, man? I don't know. That that seems like harder transition to go back after you've gotten a taste of it. Yeah. I I, I think... There's part of me that would be like, you think of the romantic aspect of it again, like we had mentioned, where it's just like, oh, you know, you, you're finding someone that you connect with and that you want to develop a relationship with. But I, I think it would be naive to think that that was the only thing that it, you would be contending with. Like there is a part of their life that is public and a celebrity and there's financial implications. So all of that is part of that person. So like, not also looking at it as like a business decision. I think I'm not saying weigh that over the romantic side. I, I just think that's part of the factor of it. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, how about for you? Let's say you you are um, you are pumping gas, right? And you're in New York, yeah. and someone with a uh, Lamborghini drives up and outsteps out like an heiress to a shipping magnet, a Russian shipping magnet or whatever. And she's like, you know, just bopping around in her Lambo and you're filling her gas and you like spill some like gas on your shorts. And, and she's just like, Oh, are you all right there? And he's just like, no, it happens all the time. You know, the, the nozzle and you make some joke and she laughs and she's just like, you're cute. Let's hang out. What is the situation? What are you going to do? Hmm. Well, first I'm going to uh, change out of those shorts and put on <laughs> pants like an adult. But she likes you in the shorts, bro. That is a that is a good question. Let's say you meet this famous person or this rich person or whoever, and they're like, I like it, Mark, when you wear shorts. Do you have any agency as a, as a, as a non-celebrity, as a non-rich person to be like, fuck no, I'm not fucking wearing shorts. And they're like, Mark, I like you when you wear shorts. And and you know that tone comes with uh, uh, a a monthly allowance of like $15,000. Yeah. Well, then I guess I'd have to wear shorts. But I don't, I, in real life, I don't like shorts. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> 
But, but again, yeah, that's I mean, a business decision, right? That's not a romantic decision to be like, oh, I'm going to put some shorts on. Right. That's you calculating, well, I want to I want to keep this going. Even if you are growing a romantic relationship, there is a business decision to kind of, that you almost have to like uh, abide by to keep the romantic part, which also is tricky and fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, get in the car, I'd get in the Lambo. In the Lambo. And I'd say, um, you drive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to drive stick shift. Can you drive yeah. me? Well, yeah, can that's true. I was like, I don't... <laughs> Sorry, can you drive me? <laughs> you drive me? I don't know how to do stick shift. I got gas on my shorts. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I that's why I I think it it is funny because, and I, I I it's funny but but there's also sympathy for it too where I, you do sometimes see interviews with famous people and celebrities who are just like it's so hard to like date people and meet people who aren't in the industry because there's an understanding that those people don't have, and even within the industry it's so built on business decisions that it also can kind of feel like there is something untoward that happens in this relationship and maybe that's why a lot of relationships seem to not like last as long as they do i mean that's true of like normal mouth breathers like you and me who would be in relationships as well um but there is there is that sense where it's just like yeah it would be kind of tough to also find someone who makes you know, $10 million a year making movies and also, um, you know, wouldn't mind this or is comfortable with that. And there isn't a competition of like, you have the money and I don't, and I need to keep this going for that reason alone, you know? Right. I don't know if I'm just coming off yeah. very, very cynical about all of that stuff, but it it's, there's a, a weird... little, a little bit. <laughs> Look, if Demi Moore and uh, she's like easily 20 maybe 25 years older than me if she wants to holler at me please i'll 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 slide into those dms tomorrow not today but tomorrow yeah you gotta give it a day just uh, yeah you gotta you gotta don't want to be too desperate (laughs) don't want to be too desperate for for the person who doesn't know that you're going to dm (laughs) exactly but I, I, I do think there is there is something to that kind of um, that kind of dynamic that seems to like everybody wants to be normal and have that. But when you live that lifestyle, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Well, let's live that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could fake it. Fake it till we make it. Yeah get let's max out some credit cards hell yeah dude let's let's do some uh some check fraud and uh max out some credit cards go on a shopping spree and start dming um actors from the 80s who have kids and grandchildren right now and just be like hey i'm that i'm that hot young guy that uh that you would date normally uh, in this stage of your life, I'm game if you're game. Yeah, we as a as a duo, 
we're, <laughs> we're like we're uh, we're uh, complete package. We're the real life wedding right. crashers, and yeah. <laughs> but instead of crashing your wedding, we marry you. We 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 actually get married to you. Oh right, we're good guys. We're not disgusting. We you know we don't make crude jokes. We're not using you. Yeah, of course uh, not. But uh, we're using you for yeah, your love. So let's get married. Let's get married. Fuck it. Let's get married. <laughs> I know we just met, but sometimes you just feel... And she's like, just leave. Fuck it. fuck it, let's get married. You just start putting wedding rings on people. You're like, fuck it, let's get married. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's a show right there. Fuck it, let's get married. All that right. Show, yeah. Should we get started? Let's get started. Let's get started.